Dunkin' is putting a whole new spin on pumpkin at Dunkin' with our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold, cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam made with cinnamon and nutmeg spices. And there's more pumpkin for you to love, like the delicious fall classic, our pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Sip into the fall season with the $3 medium pumpkin cream cold brew or pumpkin spice signature latte. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Valid on pumpkin spice signature latte only in all cold foam cold brew. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. Welcome to the weekly health and wellness update, everyone. Glad you guys could be with me this week. Hope everyone had a great week and are ready to hear some good news in the world of alternative, <clears throat> excuse me, alternative and healthy natural uh, medicine. Uh, wellness Talk, as always, is a show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition, fitness, and it is uh, it, this, this show is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. It's not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illnesses. So please always consult your physician when wanting to make major changes in health or embark on any new health programs. This week, we've got some mainstream news for you. And the FDA actually did something right. Those of you who have been following health news during the week may have heard that the FDA is finally cracking down on trans fats. Trans fats, we know, has been the fat that's always been linked to heart disease and um, a lot of other things, but mainly heart disease. And even though a lot of companies have been getting rid of it, but now the FDA is finally making a declaration on it, so I'm going to go over that. So, um, you know, doing something right. Next, we're going to go over from the Natural Medicine Journal. We're going to talk about DHA and children. It's not just uh, older people that benefit uh, from DHA. A lot of studies now are coming out talking about how important DHA is for children and growing. Because remember, uh, fish oil is extremely important, you know, no matter what your age is. So... Uh, we're going to talk about some new science on DHA and how it actually helps with children's ability, uh, learning and reading ability. Then, how important do you think uh, sleep is to brain detoxification? Well, it's more important than you think. This is a new article from Mercola.com. This, is, this talks about sleeping critical for brain detoxification, but it's not just sleeping itself. You, I don't know if you know this or not, but this is kind of new that you actually have a system that actually just deals with detoxification of the brain. It's, so it's, it's a separate system that actually 
um, gets rid of the brain detoxification when you're sleeping. So I'll go over that because uh, this is pretty new science on this. Then continuing our <laughs> continuing our information here regarding brain and memory and ability, uh, we're going to talk about five daily practices to improve your memory. So those of you who are having trouble with memory or those of you who do not want to have trouble with memory as you get older, we're going to talk about five things you can do to help uh, stave off cognitive decline. Um, this is good information here. This is from Mind Body Green. And then I'm going to go over a recipe. Well, not really, uh, not really a recipe in, in what you would normally think, um, but I've been asked a lot by people regarding my Power Shake smoothie that I do. And so I'm going to go over exactly the ingredients that I use in my shake. So those of you who want to um, kind of piggyback on that or just kind of do something similar, you guys can check it out, um, stuff that I do every morning. So I'll go over specific ingredients and then, uh, you know, hopefully you guys can get something out of that. So that's what we got on tap for today. Let's get started. First of all, mainstream news. This is from CNN. Uh, and this is... The, Put down that donut, FDA takes on trans fats. How about that? So, the FDA, and those of you who have listened to the show know that I am not a fan of the FDA at all because I think a lot of their things, I, I even talked about it last week, but uh, the FDA, I think the FDA does a lot of things to um, thwart people's access to healthy living as far as natural-wise, dietary supplements and all different types of things. And, of course, their number one, uh, client is the pharmaceutical company, so their agenda is to always push for pharmaceuticals. But in the name of safety, and I think, and I think more of this was to do with a lot of pressure overall. Um, they've actually are starting to um, really talk about getting rid of trans fats. So, first of all, let's talk a little bit about trans fats. What are trans fats? Trans fats can be found in processed foods, for example. You know, everything from microwave popcorn products to desserts to frozen pizzas, margarines, coffee creamers, uh, all different types of foods. And generally, a lot of foods that you find in your house, potato chips and all this stuff, you know, a lot of it has trans fats. But now, in the last 10 years, uh, companies have been moving away from the trans fats, uh, from that whole trans fat issue, because there's been a lot of pressure, because they're realizing that a lot that trans fats do have, um, they play a major role in, in heart disease. Now, a lot of this, you have to understand that there was a big war on fat in general in the last 30 years or so. Because you got to remember that whole kick with, well, oh, we have to avoid fat, get fat out of your diet, fat makes you fat, fat gives you heart disease. And what they did not do was separate it. They did not separate the good fats from the bad fats. They just said, don't eat fat. So then there was, of course, this big craze of, you know, low-fat this, low-fat muffins, low-fat this, low-fat that. So there was a big craze on low-fat. But now what they've realized that as the study went on, that they had to separate saturated fat versus trans fats, okay? Saturated fats was actually turned out to be good. And, you know, the mantra was to get rid of all types of fats, including saturated fats. But now they're realizing saturated fat is needed it's actually needed, biologically needed by your body. It's very important uh, to be used by your body. So saturated fat in and of itself, there's nothing wrong with it. 
you know, again, of course, you're gonna you're going to eat it um, responsibly. Okay, you're not gonna just overdo overdo because if you overdo anything, then you you have a problem. But they finally realized that trans fats is the actual problem because you have to remember that partially hydro hydrogenated oil is formed when hydrogen is added to liquid oils to make solid fats. So like shortenings, like margarine, and things like that. And basically, what that does is that increases the shelf life and the flavor in these foods. But the partially hydro hydrogenated vegetable oils and shortenings have been used, you know, for the last century. But this is what this is what uh, accounts for the trans fat that that was in many of the meals. So here's a, a statistic for you: trans fat intake among American consumers decreased from 4.6 grams per day in 2003 to about a gram a day in 2012, which is good. This is what you want. Um, and you know, recent recent things like uh, recent companies like McDonald's. And a lot of companies now have gotten rid of trans fats from the last 10 years because, again, they were kind of, they're kind of coming ahead of the curve now because they're realizing that people don't want to deal with trans fats. People don't want to eat trans fats anymore because of, you know, again, the link to heart disease. So now the FDA has finally taken a step forward and uh, potentially eliminating trans fats from the food supply. So it's made a preliminary determination that a major source of trans fats, which is basically partially hydrogenated oils, is no longer generally recognized as safe. So basically what's going to happen is if this does pass and everything goes well, then it will become, uh, it will become part of the food additives that would not be able to be used in food unless without prior approval, basically. Okay? So um, that's a good thing. So again, this is something that the FDA has done, you know, and, and understand that under the current regulations, companies can claim that their food has zero grams of trans fat if the food contains less than 0 0.5 grams of fat per serving. So keep that in mind. So they can still have a little bit of, tra of trans fat in it and claim they have no fats. So that's something that they have to work on as well. But what they're saying here, and this is what they're predicting, that avoiding foods containing artificially produced trans fats could prevent 10,000 to 20,000 heart attacks and 3,000 to 7,000 coronary heart disease deaths each year. And this is according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control. So, um, I think this is a good step forward, finally. I think they're finally smartening up. But again, I think it's a lot of, I think is well overdue. I think this should have been done a long time ago. But again, it's, many times it takes the FDA forever to even get around this type of stuff. But um, it's a good thing. And hopefully, um, you know, the, the FDA starts recognizing and, and also understand that it's not just trans fat. It's also high sugar in the diet also leads to coronary events as well. So I know we're not going to eliminate sugar, obviously, but just in your own life, when you think about eating these trans fats, remember that it's not just the trans fat. It's the high consumption of carbohydrates and sugar that also tends to lead to heart problems. So this is a good, uh, this is a good thing that the FDA is doing finally. And, uh, Hopefully, there's more to come. Okay, next, this is from the Natural Medicine Journal. DHA linked with reading ability in healthy children. Well, I've talked about many times on this show how important DHA is in general, whether it's for memory, for cardiovascular health, for, for inflammation purposes. It's extremely, extremely important. But now, they're finding out more and more 
that DHA is also relevant for children. Now, you know, why is DHA, you know, so essential? Because you have to remember that omega-3 essential fatty acids, which DHA is a part of this, they're a unique type of fat that cannot be produced by your body from other fats, and they have to come from your diet. So all your cell membranes in your body can use them to regulate health and to, stop, again, stop them from inflammation, and they're minimally needed for growth, okay? So this is why they're, you know, this is why they're initially termed essential, okay? So essential fatty acids, very, very important. And generally, fish oil is composed of two main types of omega-3s, which is EPA and DHA, okay? So those are the really, in, you know, those are the main ones that I feel. There's also krill oil, which also a lot of health officials advocate as well. But I think EPA and DHA are the number ones in my book, okay? So, um, you know, and DHA is by far the most biologically active omega-3 oil due to its length and the number of unsaturated bonds it possesses. So it's very, very important. So this was a study, and it included 493 children ages 7 to 9 years old. Uh, this was from mainstream school. This was done actually out of the UK. And what they did was uh, they, you know, they gave them... Um, they each gave them samples of DHA and EPA, and then they measured their uh, blood fatty acids, okay, uh, throughout this whole thing. But reading and working memory were assessed during uh, using a British ability scales, which is a behavior, uh, you know, behavior was rated using the revised Connors rating scales, okay? So then associations between bl uh, blood fatty acids concentrations and cognitive function and behavior were examined, okay? So they looked at their um, essential fatty acids and the, and the uh, concentrations of essential fatty acids versus their behavior and cognitive ability. And this is what they found. Lower DHA concentrations were associated with poor re poorer reading ability, poor working uh, memory performance, and higher levels of parent-related oppositional behavior and emotional lability. Okay, so think about that. So DHA in general was actually helping these children not only perform better in general, but also was helping with behavior. Why? Because again, DHA is an extremely important brain nutrient. It works to stabilize brain cells. It works to stabilize any inflammation. And we all know, especially with children who, uh, children, a lot of children these days are, you know, are eating high, um, high inflammatory um, diets, okay, inflammatory diets, whether it's sugar and carbohydrates and fructose and all these types of things. Those types of things can wreak havoc on the brain and the body in general lead to obesity, lead to all different types of problems, and DHA has to go in there now, and DHA can actually help to bring down all the inflammation, can help to stabilize the brain cells, help to stabilize uh, the inflammation in general when it comes to obesity and things like that, help to stabilize any cardiac issues. So it's very, very important. But this is, this is really good science because it's showing that, especially a lot of children who have behavioral problems, who are being diagnosed with all these types of diseases, think about it. Think about if you raise the DHA and, or, or just give DHA in general to these children. You know, it, I'm not saying it's going to, you know, necessarily be, uh, it's going to be a breakthrough, but I'm just saying that this could change a child's 
uh, ability to not only behave but also to be able to do well in school okay so this is this is good and dha is essential for growth it's it's essential for these things so um and uh so i think this is a great great study okay and they've they've done also other studies as well there was another uh, excellent review completed in 2013 and this was actually um seven th this was uh what was this uh, it was actually a culmination of a whole bunch of studies that they did also on dha in children and this was um this was a study varied in size and duration from 33 to 598 subjects from 2 to 12 months of age now what they did was they did um DHA doses ranging from 88 to 1200 milligrams per day. Now, out of seven studies on DHA supplementation on school performance, five reported that DHA improved measures of learning ability, reading, and spelling. Out of six studies measuring behavioral outcomes, five reported at least one significant improvement related to DHA supplementation or status. Okay, so this is again another, another great. Uh, marker and, and there's, there's more and more studies coming out on DHA and children and how it's very important so my suggestion would be to make sure you make DHA part of your child's diet uh, you can do it in supplement form um, I know sometimes children have a problem um, you know taking pills and things like that but you know if you can get them started on something small a lot of the DHA um, the, the DHA pills are you know small little gel gel capsules that are very easy to swallow so you can help them with that but i think it's very important to get them on it or or at least get them eating a lot of fish a lot of salmon you know things like uh, things like salmon fish sardines all these types of things you know great omega-3 fatty acids in these things and it's good fat it's good fat for your child it's going to help them overall so my suggestion would be to, to get your children on this and uh and uh you may see a major difference as you go along all right, next from Mercola.com. Sleep is critical for brain detoxification. Groundbreaking research finds. Well, we know how important sleep is. We know how important it is for... You have to remember that sleep is your major time where you start to clear out toxins, where your body starts to, to lower any inflammation that you've accumulated from the day. And uh, that's why, you, you know, we need at least, a, you know, in my opinion, a good six to eight hours of sleep per night some people may need less some people may need more because i know you know people are different but you know around that range i think is good for especially for good detoxification purposes but now this was research at the university of rochester medical center and they discovered why they discovered uh, another clue as to why sleep is mandatory for good health okay now this is why it's important because they discovered that your brain cells actually shrink by about 60% during sleep. Why does this happen? Because this allows for more efficient waste removal. Okay, so that's the key. Okay, now, the brain, your brain has a unique method of removing toxic waste through what's called the glymphatic system. Now, that's not to be confused from the lymphatic system. I've talked about that on this show. The lymphatic system is your waste system that goes around your body, okay? Basically, you have two thoracic ducts that go around your shoulders and come around and go down to your body and basically help to clear waste. It's kind of like your, your trash removal system. And 
this lymph, this again, this is the lymphatic system. That's why you have lymph nodes and things like that. The lymphatic system is basically mostly moved by your body. So, for example, it doesn't have its own pump. So you have to move it by your exercise, just by your general movement. That's how you move the flow of that. So if you're not exercising, you're not clearing toxins um, very well. But the lymphatic system also helps to clean out while you sleep. So that's your general detoxification system in your body. But now your brain has the glymphatic system, okay? That's G-L-Y-M-P-H-A-T-I-C. Now, what's the glymphatic system? Well, it's the, it's, it clears the toxins out of your brain. So it's its own separate system that actually helps to clear those toxins. And it actually, it piggybacks on blood vessels in your brain. Now, the G, the G in the glymphatic system is basically because your brain has what's called glial cells. Your glial cells are the, the main uh, brain cells in, you know, your main brain cells that help with clearing out, that help with detoxification. And your glial cells manage this whole glymphatic detoxification system. So, during sleep, the glymphatic system becomes 10 times more active than during, you know, when you're awake. So, simultaneously, your brain cells are reduced in size by 60% to help with the cleaning of that system. Now, this creates more space in between the cells, giving the cerebral spinal fluid more space to flush out the debris. Now, we know that one of the key things that this uh, detoxifies is amyloid beta plaque or amyloid beta proteins. Amyloid beta proteins, you know, from hearing it from, uh, it's one of the main proteins that gets damaged in your brain when it comes to dementia, when it comes to Alzheimer's disease and things like that. So one of the things that your glymphatic system and your glial cells do is help to clear out that amyloid beta protein. I remember everyone makes amyloid beta protein in their brain just as a result of living. That's normal. Okay. But what this glymphatic system is designed to do is to help to detoxify that amyloid beta and get it out. In a healthy brain, you detoxify this every day, you get it out of your system, and you're done, and you, and you go to the next day. People who have damaged proteins, people who have, um, you know, uh, whose systems are just clogged up or not working properly, have memory problems, those types of things, those people are not clearing out these amyloid betas properly, and in turn... Also, if they have, uh, if they have this ApoE gene that I talked about in the past, uh, they have a bigger chance of actually having their proteins damaged in their brain, in turn, not clearing out the debris, and then eventually leading to cognitive decline, dementia, Alzheimer's, and so on and so forth. So it's very important to keep, keep these detoxif detoxification systems running properly. And the way you do that besides the normal eating right and exercising, is getting optimal sleep. So make sure, uh, again, that you're getting your at least six to eight hours of sleep. And, um, you know, also just the other tips, avoiding, you know, avoiding being on the computer for long periods of time before you go to sleep or watching TV. Make sure that you're sleeping in complete darkness. Make sure the temperature is good as well in the room. Because, you know, if you can keep the temperature no higher than 70 degrees, generally you can, you know, the body tends to sleep better in that type of environment. You know, another thing you could do is take, you know, a hot bath or something like that a couple of minutes before you sleep. Um, make sure you move your alarm clocks away because you don't want that light. Because you got to remember that if, you're, if, you, if you have a stimulating light 
in your bedroom or in your room in general when you're sleeping, it actually stimulates the pineal gland in your brain, and that's your wake up your wake up gland. So those of you who, you know, get light or something or have some kind of light shining on you when you're sleeping, if you find that you can't sleep, that's part of the problem because you're stimulating this gland that basically keeps you up. So you want to make sure this this is uh, your you're getting your your sleep in complete darkness, okay? And then you can use other health, you know, aids to help you sleep, like things like melatonin if you're having problems, or if, you know, melatonin is great. You know, one to three milligrams is great to help you sleep and keep you asleep. Another thing is chamomile. Another thing is valerian root, taurine. All these things are great uh, sleep aids. But this is very important. This is new science on the glymphatic system in your brain to help detoxify. You have to keep the system in shape by getting good sleep. And uh, I think this is going to be a, a good way to keep your system running optimally and keep you from cognitive decline as you get older. And, um, and it'll work. All right. Next, from Mind Body Green, continuing with our brain subject today, which actually, but that was kind of by accident, but it's, it kind of worked out. Uh, five daily practices to improve your memory. So I'm going to go through these pretty quickly, uh, but I think this is this is something good. Those of you who want to improve your memory, um, let's let's talk a little bit about how you do that. So number one, say it to yourself. Okay, so whenever you perform an act, say to yourself, "What are you doing in that moment?" For instance, if you're writing an email, tell yourself either silently or out loud, "I am writing this person an email." This can work for any significant or mundane, or mundane task, making a mental note to prevent you from wandering later or wondering later whether you actually completed the task or not. So basically saying it to yourself out loud is one way to kind of make that note in there. Number two, be observant in general. Okay, Whether you're waiting for a friend at a restaurant, in a theater, or whatever, or even if you're in line at the DMV or in traffic, take a moment to look around and notice your surroundings. Okay. When, uh, wherever you are, observe. Notice the clouds in the sky. Notice decorations. Notice sounds, the people around you. Make that moment a memory. And part of the problem that people have today is that they're not observant. Why? Because they're constantly, their nose is in, buried in their phone, their nose is buried on their tablets, and they're just not making a note of what's going on, or they're constantly just thinking about, you know, who am I going to text next, and who are those types of things. And they're not, they're not, you know, they're not in their surroundings. They're not in the present moment. Okay, so that's that's part of it. Also, read then summarize. Whenever you read an article, paragraph, or a chapter in a book after you've done it, try to remember the main points and look back. And this is a problem that I always had because my retention as I've gone, you know, and I, I'm a person that tends to read a lot, but I realized throughout the years that my retention wasn't very good. So I can literally read a book and then have trouble remembering a lot of the main points in the book. So that was one of my, and I, I tend to be more of an auditory person anyway, uh, as a musician as well, but you know, everybody kind of learns differently, but, but this has helped me as I've gone along. Again, summarizing, whether it's a chapter in a book, or remembering the main points without, you know, after you, let's even after you read a chapter, just try to remember the main points without even looking back at it, okay? But this process will start to carry over into other areas of your life, making it easier to remember things like whether it's, you know, taking out the trash or grocery list or conversations or whatever it is. Okay, so that's another good tip. Listen, number four is listen. 
genuinely listen to people while they're talking to you. Again, this is something that people don't do because they're somebody's talking to them, but they're texting somebody else at the same time, or they're uh, you know they're they're writing an email at the same time or whatever whatever it is. So make a concerted effort and a conscious effort to completely listen to the person, look at the person eye to eye, and see what they're saying. Okay, this makes a big difference, and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised at what you learn when you do that, okay? And then also you'll be surprised that the person actually feels like they're being listened to. Because if I'm talking to somebody and they're texting somebody while I'm talking to them, I'm, I sit there and I'm going, why am I even why am I even talking to this person? Because they're not listening to me at all. So, and then number five, uh, this I think is very important as well, meditate. Why? Because uh, meditate is actually going to help to clear your mind of all the clogged up stuff that you've got going on in there. And then actually, as you meditate and as time goes along, this will help you with memory. This will help you, you know, again, stave off cognitive decline. And this is going to be able to help you in general just to help remember things as you go along. Because, you know, as you get into your 40s and your 50s, it gets harder and harder to remember things. So you have to make a more conscious effort to do this. Meditation is one of the best things you can do to help, uh, you know, to help, with that whole process of remembering. All right, and finally, uh, again, the, regarding the questions that I get all the time is regarding my power shake. So I'm going to go over my shake in the morning and what we do in the morning here. Um, and uh, again, you can kind of, you guys can kind of tweak it to what you like to, you know, what you may like in the morning because you know what be what what I like or what may be good for me may be different than what you like, but. I think this is in general going to be, uh, in general, you can use these things. And I, I tend to generally use high quality ingredients for the most part. Those of you who know by now that I research pretty much everything that I intake uh, when it comes to supplementation and stuff like that. So this is what I do in the morning. And uh, I'll just go over them really quickly so you can kind of see how I formulate my shake and what each thing is for. So. The first thing I use, uh, I don't drink regular milk. I don't drink cow's milk. I drink almond milk. I did drink cow's milk when I was younger, but I don't do that anymore because of all the stuff that's in it. So I, I, we prefer in my house, we drink almond milk. Um, so the first base that we use for our shake is almond milk. Very important. It's very high in protein, very high in calcium. It generally has good ingredients in it. Um, there's a couple of different brands of almond milk you can get. It's a little more pricier than the regular milk, but in general, it's very healthy. It's non-dairy. So those of you who are allergic to dairy, I would suggest almond milk. And also, keep in mind that almond milk comes in a variety of flavors. You have vanilla, you have original, you have unsweetened, you even have coconut. So there's a lot of different styles that are kind of, you know, you know, kind of basically whoever, whichever type of flavor you like, you can try that one. It's very, very good. I would highly recommend it to anyone. Uh, almond milk being a very good. So that's the first thing I use. Number two, I used a green powder. Uh, the one I use, and it's on my website, is Emerald Balance. It's an Emerald Balance green powder, and it has everything from chlorella, spirulina. It has uh, wheatgrass. It has uh, antioxidants such as raspberries, blueberries. It has liver enzymes. It has um, green tea extracts. It has uh, silymarin for the liver. It has enzymes for, for, it has prebiotics and probiotics, all types of probiotics. It's got amylase. It's, it's got a whole bunch of array of things that you 
can use and it ba and the reason why I use this is because it gives me my my five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables per day so this is very key now and it's also very good for detoxification by the way and keeping your pH at balance but um, if if for, let's say that day I don't necessarily my diet is not as good that day as, a, as another day let's say I'm like you know I tend to try to eat a good balanced diet for the most part but let's say you know I don't have time to eat a great diet that day or I just haven't eaten as good as I should then I know that in the morning I'm getting my five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables so I know I'll have it every single day very very important number three protein we use whey protein here whey protein very very important I've gone over the benefits of whey protein in this show many times very good for weight loss if you're looking to lose weight very good for uh, very good for the immune system getting your branch chain amino acids in there okay uh, very good for the repair of the muscles whey protein is the fastest biologically active protein in your system that you can ingest I like to use it after I work out okay so it's a very good it's a very heavy protein very thick protein especially but you know I like the J Rob brand pro, uh, whey protein is good wellness resources has a good whey protein as well um, Sun Warrior has another good whey protein as well I tend to go from one to the other if you can't use whey you can use rice protein they have those as well but whey protein excellent so I put that in there as well okay next fiber fiber very important again for detoxification purposes because I want my system to run smoothly so fiber so you can go to vitamin shop get a vitamin shop brand fiber you can get a, a garden of life has a great fiber um, uh, they have a few good fibers actually a lot of you know fiber is a very easy thing to get um, tends to be t inexpensive you can use psyllium fiber that's another very popular fiber on the market take a scoop or two you put it right in the shake and it keeps you just running optimally keeps your plumbing system running optimally and that's what you want you want at least a good you know 30 to 40 grams of fiber every single day okay so fiber very important next I use a combination of flax seeds and chia seeds I used to use one or the other now I actually have a I buy a pack from Garden of Life that uses both okay so flax seeds and chia seeds again another good source of fiber good source of protein but an excellent source of omega-3 you get about 3,000 uh, you uh, I, no, I'm sorry you get about three grams of, of, of omega-3s of uh, linoleic acid in there very very good to keep your omega-3s up so those of you who don't want to take your pill oh by the way you can use this for children as well uh, if you're making your child a smoothie they have them get their omega-3s but omega-3 is very very important so use that I use that as well to get a nice big scoop of my omega-3s during the day okay that's what I use and then on top of that uh, I may throw in maybe some blueberries if I have them raspberries I, I like to throw in frozen fruits in there if I can um, but those are the main ingredients for my power shake okay I call it my power shake whatever you can call it your protein smoothie and you put all that in there you blend it up really well you're really good um, you know sometimes if you're using a um, a uh, a good whey protein that has stevia in it then it'll be sweet for you I tend to have a sweet tooth so I use a little you know I may use a little bit of stevia in there some of you if you don't have stevia can use a, a good natural honey in there to sweeten it up a little bit 
But either way, it's a great, powerful shake. It'll give you energy in the morning. It'll uh, it'll keep you full, or you know, give you that full feeling till you get to uh, you know till you get to your lunch hour. For those of you who are looking for that, and uh, that's what I do in the morning. Very simple. Those are what that's what I use, and it kind of encompasses everything. Okay, so I just I, I kind of you know use it for a whole purpose. Uh, so that's my power shake. So hopefully you guys get uh, some good uh, information on that. And again, you guys can tweak it to however you like it. You know, but um, that's what I use. All right. So that's pretty much it for this week. Hope you guys uh, got some good information. And uh, if you have a question for me, you can go to georgebatista.com and just type it in uh, the question section if you want to do some consulting with me on a regular basis. Uh, uh, ask me about my packages for consulting, and I do consulting over the phone via Skype, all different types. So if you guys want to do that, come check me out at georgebatista.com. Okay, so um, until next week, have a great week, everybody. Take care and be well. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com listen. That's thefarmersdog.com listen.